0: What happens to dad when he goes to work? Yeah, she's just drawn a picture of a plane and there's four windows and there's dad sitting in the front seat and a very big long set of stairs and all the bags going along the tarmac on the, on the trolley. And yeah, that's her vision of where dad goes to work. He just goes on a plane. So what mm-hmm. what that actually what actually happens after that? She just didn't really know and understand. And I guess I've built that into the book. Maybe that's the the teacher in me. I wanted to build in some learning for the kids and teach them about our beautiful and vast country and what industries we have here that many dads are actually
1: engaged in. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open-cut mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. Oh, How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? <laughs> oh, my Today we have Joe Emery on the podcast. And I'll just run through a little bit about Jo so you get to know a bit more about her before we actually sit down and have our chat. Jo Emery is the author of My Dad Is a FIFO Dad. She's a mother to three children. Saskia, I might have to ask her about the pronunciation on that one. Annika, again, pronunciation, (laughs) Annika or Annika, and Grayson and wife to Steve. Together they have lived a FIFO lifestyle for four years. At this stage, when the book had been written, I will ask uh, Joe about that. And Steve was working uh, three weeks away at a time and home for one week every month. So, those of us who listen to the podcast res- regularly and are minors know that that's what's generally called a three in one roster. It'd be interesting to see if he's still doing the same. Joe has been a principal and senior teacher for the Queensland Department of Education, Training and Employment for a number of years. She is currently on leave to raise her young family while Steve works in Australia's resource industry. At the core of Jo's philosophy has always been the relationships of people in the workforce, in the classroom, and in all walks of life. Born from this is Jo's drive to support her own family and others who are doing the FIFO and Dido lifestyle, where one member is absent for extended periods of time. Through her work, she aims to help families build resilience, strength and unity. My hope is that all kids can develop an I'm okay when dad's away mindset. Oh, I love that. We all know Mad Mumsy loves the I'm okay message or are you okay? But have we thought about it for kids? That's fantastic. Jo has always penned her thoughts even from a young age. She's written poetry, songs, scripts and many a short story. The children's books that will be unveiled by the Soul Scribe will be sure to capture the essence of childhood today with messages and learnings for young readers and their families. I have given our listeners a brief intro to you, Joe. Welcome to the podcast, first of all. Hi, ma'am, Munsey. Thanks for having me. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that we finally got to catch up. It's taken a little bit of time. It has. <laughs> Yeah, but we've we've made it happen, so that's always fun. And um, I've given our listener a brief outro, intro, so I should say, a brief intro to you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, perhaps um, a bit about your family, and if I pronounced your kids' names right, <laughs> and the rest of it will probably come out in our conversation.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, as, as, yeah, the blurb on my website and how you've described me says, yeah, um, I am mum of three kids, Saskia, well done, Annika and Grayson. Saskia is now about to turn 10, Annika's just turned six and Grayson has just turned four. So yeah, they're the delights in my life. i tell you a little bit about myself. Yeah, mum to three kids, nearly full stop right there. Yeah, my background's in education and um, I, was, I was lucky enough to have worked as a teacher and as a principal for Education Queensland, had had lots of uh, wonderful times being a teacher and a principal. But yeah, since then, I, I'm, I'm just a full-time mum now. I shouldn't say just a full-time mum, should I? <laughs> it's, it's a full-time job. There's so much more to that. So yeah, very happy to be to be a full-time mum to my three
1: kids. Oh, that's fantastic yeah, both go to the local primary
0: school here on the Sunshine Coast. Good kids, pretty lucky to have them. lucky they chose me. so they they feature in my work, which is um it's funny flicking through the book now and uh, comparing to how they were back then. They've really grown so much, so it's it's nice.
1: Well we will we will delve into the book, obviously, that's why I thought it would be a great idea to have you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you again. but You know, I've warned you about the Beers with a Minor podcast as a first question. Sometimes we get sidetracked and it ends up being the last question. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Look at me, remember, and it's the first question. So here we go. You ready? As this podcast is called the Beers with a Minor podcast, I like to start these happy hour episodes with my guests sharing their favorite beverage and also their favorite time to enjoy it. It could be a beer, wine, spirit, or perhaps even a cup of tea. What is yours?
0: My mad mumsy is a a nice glass of Sav Blanc. Uh, Today, this afternoon, I'm drinking an Oyster Bay Sav Blanc. Uh, Cheers, I like to have my wine of an afternoon. If it's a weekend afternoon, um, about three or four, so about now. so it's nice to be having it with you today. But sometimes in the evening after the kids are settled, perhaps in bed, um, I like to have a wine then. Or, you know, happy hour sometimes needs to be during the crazy witching hour as well. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) That used to be my favourite time when my kids were little was while you're cooking tea. Yeah. Cooking tea and getting everything organised and homework and this and that. Yeah, yeah. One for me,
0: one for the pot.
1: (laughs) That's it. And you have ice in your wine or you don't?
0: Yes, I'm an ice with my Sauvignon Blanc kind of girl. Especially uh, in the summer months, yeah, if I've been out on the mower or, yeah, outside chasing kids around, always like ice, yeah. yeah. It has to be cold.
1: Oh, me too. I, I think it might be a Queensland thing. They say it needs to be room temperature but not when it's, you know, 80% humidity and 32 degrees. Or
0: something. Yeah, no, nobody likes hot wine. <laughs> no, not at all.
1: Totally agree. Absolutely. Um, I've had a few discussions about this in the podcast. So um, some people are like, it's sacrilegious to put ice and wine. But most of those are Southerners, I might say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dear, well, my listeners know that my favourite beverage is a Forex Gold can. So cheers to you, Jo. Cheers to you. Thank you. And I can hear your eyes tinkling <laughs> okay let's get stuck into um your book so it said in that in in the outline there that's where I got outro outline, outline. <laughs> um, it said in that outline there about that you've always been a writer that like you've grown up always writing things yeah where where did that come from Do you yeah think?
0: just uh growing up
1: of I guess
0: I've always had my strength in the English literacy department, whereas others might be a little bit more maths-minded and ended up, you know, as uh, doctors and engineers and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, but my, I've got more of a creative brain and, um, yeah, I've always penned my thoughts. I've always been one to keep a diary and write poetry, you know, with heartbreak and um, hopes for the future. Yeah, so I've always written things down. I've written songs and... When I was teaching and worked out west, um, one of my neighbours he played a guitar, so I'd write songs and we'd sing along, sing along together at happy hour and have a good old time. So, yeah, I've always I've always been a bit of a scribe.
1: Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I'm like you. Maths was never my thing. So then, your husband? Had, so you've written a book about. And sadly, mine didn't arrive in time for for the interview. <laughs> Sorry, <about laughs> oh, that. Australia, no, it's it's Australia, it's Australia Post. Main oh, Australia, Australia Post, Post. The mother-in-law. Yeah, we will. Maybe, Maybe it was me. Sure. <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd put money on it that it will arrive tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking. For, oh, actually, it'll arrive in divine timing, in perfect timing, and I will. I'll connect so much more to the book. Mm. When it first arrives because I'll have already met the mum, the yeah. author. <laughs> yeah. So I have obviously looked into the book a bit and it, it looks fantastic and I, I've uh seen reviews about it and seen it talked about in, in on social media and things. So okay, you're you're a writer, but what made you decide I need to write about this shit? You know? <laughs> People are going through stuff and families need help, obviously, is what I'm thinking. From your experiences, you decided to do that? Is that?
0: Well, it's quite funny, Mad Mumsy. I, I never actually planned to write this book. Like most things I do in my life, it's based purely on emotion. <laughs> um, I'm fairly emotionally driven <clears throat> you know, in like all aspects of my life. Um, so, as it happened, uh, I was pregnant with Grayson, number three. And uh, on this particular day, it was fly out day and we had to drive my husband Steve to the Brisbane airport and we got stuck in traffic and um, it was literally a drop off at the airport and it was just
1: horrible. Sorry, uh, like a tuck and roll?
0: Pretty much. Yeah, door was open I had the left leg out and just gave him a little push, and out he out he went. Yeah, it was um, it was really heartbreaking. And um, in the aftermath of that, which was really the just the drive, the first hour, the drive home, um, the girls were pretty devastated. Particularly Saskia, she she was at that age where she knew she knows what's happening. Um, Steve was going away for 3 weeks and it hurt and we didn't get to do the long warm embrace, kisses and cuddles, um, love yous. We we just didn't get to do that. It was really hard. So yeah, we we, we did pull into Maccas after that and uh, a soft serve cone and a few chips, you know, it it did help. But I thought about it for a long time after that. Well, Particularly that night, I'd, I'd had a um, couple of glasses of Shiraz and I was just processing, unpacking the day in my head and um, pen and paper, just had it there ready to go. I guess the the story's told through the eyes of a little girl who, um, who misses her dad. And um, so, yeah, I, I sat on my bed with my glass of wine and told a story of how, how it all happened. And um, with with that, I wanted to build into my story um, the message that it's going to be okay. Um, she's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Dad still loves her um, as much as he, he does when he's with her. It's just that he's gone to work. I wanted to build in a little bit of resilience for her teach her resilience through the message of the story I suppose and let her know that she is strong and she is resilient and she is okay um dad's gone to work so I guess that's how it all started mad mumsy um I can confess that we have never ever dropped Steve to the airport again I said to him we can't do it anymore it's just too tumultuous. It's awful. Um, we pack him up on the uh, transfer, the bus transfer, and it, it works. It works better for us who who you know have him leave the home, but also for him uh, leaving the home. We get to do this is our happy space. We get to do a nice goodbye um, here at home, and off he goes to work like most
1: other dads, you know, do. Yeah. But that's um, a lot better for you because what's about an hour from the Sunshine Coast down to Brizzy? Or is it a bit shorter now the highway's better? or No, no. Um, when he comes home, obviously he does the reverse. He comes back on the connections and uh, that gives him a bit of time, unwinding time as well before he comes comes home yeah
0: he's just um he's been up until a week ago um he's been flying back from darwin and his roster was three and one then and he left you know in the dark of morning and he came home in the dark of morning so um we don't live far from the the aussie world transit center i suppose so um yeah, he comes home in the morning. So he's he's got a, a full day with the kids. He from Darwin he used to catch the red eye home so he'd be he'd be home when the kids woke up, which was good.
1: So is he still you did say his posture's changed, but is he still uh coming out of Darwin?
0: No, 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 no. He's um he's now offshore, out of uh, Broome. Oh right. Yeah, so he's he's trying something new. <laughs> he's trying something new. Um he's accepted a position there because uh we feel that we've got the golden roster finally, seven years in. Um
1: he's on an even time now, so I think um yeah, that's gonna be great. So even time to me, <laughs> my even time roster is one week on, one week off. But you mentioned in our pre chat that he's now doing Three weeks on, three off. But he was doing three weeks on before having one off. So he's still away for the same amount of time, but he's home for three weeks. How? I bet that's changed a lot.
0: Hooray! Yeah, yeah. We're stoked. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty stoked. Um, we found, I guess, with the distance from um, Darwin to here to Queensland. Um, you know, that's seven days. We have travel time chewed into that. So, we, you know, it's only the five days. So we're really looking forward to having him home for the three weeks. Yeah, and, and still away for the three weeks at work.
1: Yeah. But so that hasn't happened yet. He hasn't had his three-week stint off yet because he's just started doing this, no. hasn't he? Ah, oh, right. Yeah. yeah so that, that'll that be some big yeah. changes in the family then.
0: Yeah, yeah, big changes for the first um, for the first swing. He's away for a month because they do all of the induction and extra training and stuff to do with uh, offshore. Yeah, so we're looking forward to having him home for three weeks, and that will put him home for Christmas this year. Woohoo! Um, we're pretty happy about that.
1: Well, so he's yeah. worked away for Christmas before then. Yes, at, at different times.
0: We've been pretty lucky in in the time. It hasn't hasn't been often. More often than not, he flies Boxing Day, but, you know, to have him there on
1: that day is always lovely. Oh, that yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? So we were talking about the the roster changing. So we'll just get back yeah. to the book. Um, so you, you had the tuck and roll at the airport. That inspired you to write about how you felt about it. So how did that then involve yeah. evolve into like a full... Mm. And it's not just an ebook, or well, it's not an ebook. It's a it's a real book, printed. I know it's not an ebook because I was going to yeah, buy it.
0: You would have it. <laughs> Stop it. No, no pressure. you killing me. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wrote the story and pretty much just scrapped it out on scratched it out on A4 paper. The next day, I, I read it to Saskia. I said, hey, last night I wrote a book. Do you want to listen to it? And, um, yeah, so I read it to her. She was completely quiet at the end and she just kind of drew a breath, looked up, and she had tears in her eyes. And she said, wow, mum, that's about my dad and me. And tears are streaming down her face and we had this really nice embrace and I went, Yeah, it's it's a it's about you and dad. In my head I went, I don't I don't need to do anything with this. That was magic that she knows the message already about her and her dad. Anyway, I, I shared the story with Steve and of course he's my number one fan. Um he, he said, you've got to do something with this. It's a beautiful story about a little girl. It could be any little girl. It could be any child and it, you know, it could be any dad in this situation. Anyway, so I sat on it for a while and uh, looked into publishing and the costs associated and I can't draw, so I was like, well, if it's going to be a children's picture book, I need someone who can draw, you know. Um, (laughs) One of the pages, the first page actually in the introduction, it's actually illustrated by Saskia and um, I guess it's her, her view of what happens to Dad when he goes to work. Yeah, she's just drawn a picture of a plane and there's four windows and there's Dad sitting in the front seat, and a very big long set of stairs, and all the bags going along the um, the tarmac on the on the trolley. And yeah, that's her vision of where Dad goes to work. He just goes on a plane. So what mm-hmm. what that actually what actually happens after that? She just didn't really know and understand. And I guess I've built that into the book. Maybe that's the, the teacher in me. I wanted to build in some learning for the kids and teach them about um, our beautiful and vast country and what industries we have here that many dads are actually engaged in. So, yeah, there's a little bit of education in amongst the, the story of this little girl and her dad. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Continuing on for how did the book um, become a published piece, um, I went to a couple of workshops. Even though I was a teacher and I've read thousands of books to kids over the years, um, I wanted to do it properly. So, yeah, I did a couple of courses and I met up with some amazing authors, another fellow on the Sunshine Coast who's um, a well-renowned author here with children's uh, picture books. He he looked at me after reading it and said, this is amazing that you've come today to the workshop because I've actually been approached myself by a psychologist who also believes that there's a need for a children's picture book around this topic. And um, he said, I've never actually been able to write something because I'm not personally connected with the situation and um, that lifestyle. And he said that uh, he thought the work was amazing and he gave me some pointers to refine it. Went back and scribbled bits out and added things in. But in essence, it's pretty much what came from my heart on that first day. Yeah. And what, you know, Saskia read as her story about her dad. So... Yeah, had it published. Um, I, I partner published um, with a company that unfortunately has dissolved um, now. However, I'm still connected with my illustrator, and um, we've we've often talked about moving forward and doing other things together. But as I said to you in my pre chat, I have all of these plans, and you know, life sometimes gets in the way, and the years roll by. <laughs>
1: And you're doing nothing else, right? Yeah, You've only got three kids, and <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a fair bag. I've got a fair bag of stuff to deal with. <laughs> you have also got the cards that go along with it. Can you talk mm. about those? Because I yeah, don't know what they that's are. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, I just
0: mentioned that this um, lady approached uh, this author I, I mentioned just before to engage him in writing a story. Anyway, uh, this author put me in touch with the... Psycho- well, she actually contacted me after I had published my story and um, she said, hey, you know, I wanted to do the same thing. I'd love to meet you. Can we catch up for a coffee? So I did that and it turns out she's a psychologist, um, works with Griff- Griffin Psychology, one of the industry leaders um, for supporting FIFO and the mining industry and I told her of my plan that I wanted to develop a resource package for families to help them stay connected with the one that they love that is away. way. Um, and I've written it in such a way that it could apply to mum, auntie, grandfather, dad, you know, whoever. Because let's face it, you know, most of us have someone absent that we love and miss. And for kids, you know, it's um, if you don't address it, if you don't talk to it, talk to, to them about the situation, they don't know how to deal with it. So in my mind, I felt that if I gave um, some tools built around a positive psychology framework, um, it would really help families. My, my activity cards are called I'm okay when you're away. And, um, yeah, the subline is building strength, resilience and unity for FIFO and Dido children
1: and families. Oh, that's fan- that sounds awesome! I can't wait to see them. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not having, I'm not having another go at you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand if you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, just the 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 guy on the Sunshine Coast who inspired you to keep going and help. Did you want to give him a shout-out? I would he still love to, it? yeah. Peter oh. Canavis. Peter Canavis. Um, he's written many
0: a children's book and um, great bloke, tells, tells lots of wonderful stories through the eyes of kids. Um, yeah, and just a really nice guy. And, um, yeah, I'm really grateful to have met him and, yeah, um, yeah been encouraged to
1: pursue my story yeah that it, it's good to have someone that sees what you're doing and says come on we can you can do this we can do this let's let's make it happen and um, I'll definitely leave a link leave those in the show notes and the show notes for this episode can be found at com forward slash beers 41 that's the number for one now for a word from our sponsor. Welcome Julie Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group to Team Mad Mumsy. Julia is my awesome accountant. She has written two books with financial expert Noel Whitaker and has a passion to help us miners make the most out of our hard-earned cash. Head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners. That's B-A-N T-A-C-S, to download your free Miners Booklet and a spreadsheet that will help you calculate the weight of your tools you need for your job. Why, you ask? You might be able to hitchhike a ride with them and claim your trips to work. Sounds confusing? Not at all. Just head over to bantax.com.au and let Julia and the team help you out. You will also find loads of free information and advice on property investing if you plan to really do some great things with your money. Again, that's bantax.com.au forward slash minors and tell them Mad Mumsy sent me. Just recapping, I'm speaking here with Joe Emery, author of My Dad is a FIFO Dad and also the activity cards that go along with it and you're on the Sunshine Coast. Your hubby works away now, excitedly doing even time roster three and three, and our three little kids, and you know, like you said, there's a lot of things that you, you see as possible that you could go um, forward with this, but life gets in the way. So one of my one of my questions and. it's not that it gets in the way is it it's just that it's life (laughs) but I I just wondered how when Steve your hubby is away how do you get the kids to connect up with Steve is is, do you have um, like Skype calls or or something like that how do they still feel connected to Steve their dad while he's away yeah sure
0: A good question. I guess we're very lucky. We've always had fairly good, um, you know, communication over the phone and the internet. FaceTime's a big one for us. Uh, The kids all have Auntie Apple that lives with us. Um, Yeah, so at any time, I guess my husband's uh, role, I suppose, at work has allowed him some flexibility to get in touch with us if we need to. Um, if he needs to, if we need to speak with him. Um, yeah, so we're lucky in that regard. Um, but also a way of staying connected is just I encourage the kids to write down their thoughts, write messages for Dad, pack up little, little notes and tokens and send them off with him in his bag so he can find them as he, you know, unpacks his bag and things like that. Um, yeah, just little sweet things. We talk about what he's doing, what he would be doing um, at work. Steve's tried to capture photos um, of where he is and what he's up to. But another important way of staying connected with um, your partner or, you know, the kid's father is just knowing and understanding what his family, his away family looks like and knowing that these people, you know, they look after each other, they look after dad just by being there with him and that's his family. So just understanding what it's like at, out and away from home um, when, when that's the kind of thing we do at home, just, you know, being together and supporting each other while we're at home. He has a network outside of our, our family home, which is good.
1: That's right. And it's good for them to understand that and also for you to know that, that there's people out there who've got his, got his back and yeah, that's that be able to contact him is awesome some places the internet connections crap or yeah they have to yeah. line up for the phone boxes oh, and uh, you know and you, you can just imagine it's also good to realize I think as well that your hubby too is one of those support people for his crew yeah. as well you know I'm kind of like the nana and the mama bit on mm-hmm. my crew <laughs> Yeah. You know? And so when stuff's going down with me, they'll they'll come around and go, Hey, what's going on with you, mate? You know, yeah. come on. It's not just you helping us and yeah. and for a lot of crews that's that's how it is and, and you have to, like you say, you just so you you said he's offshore. Is he on a oil rig or something?
0: He's on Prelude, yeah, yeah. What's that? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, LNG. <laughs> Orion or, mining.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dig, dig, dig. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: am, that's right. <laughs> gra- I am a gravel scratcher and proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's his first time offshore, which
0: is, um, it's a new experience for him. He's actually... For so the first time in seven years doing night shift and it's been a massive challenge these last few days getting his mental psyche ready for this. But, yeah, he sounds really positive. Um, spoke to him this morning and he's got a bit more sleep trying to get his pattern, his body clock back in, in time and stuff. So, yeah, he's sounding positive again. And um, But in, in the beginning I was pretty freaked out and another thing that he had to do, which was an, a new a new thing for him to tick, um, he had to do the BOSIT training where they um, put the helicopter, the simulated helicopter into the water upside down and they have to escape uh, or free themselves. Yeah. Wow.
1: So that was a
0: really big challenge for him and um, for us, knowing that he had to do that as well. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. I got it now I'm trying I'm having flashbacks here I can't remember I'll have to ask my sister um the hard hat mentor who's been on the podcast before podcast yes. listeners know my blister um and I know that she was doing that because she's been offshore as well and I can't remember if she got to the point she had to do it or she didn't I- or she does and I forgot. If she's done it, I need to dig deeper and I want to hear about that. Yeah. But it's not a real helicopter upside down. No. It's a simulation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, yeah, she would have had to. She's. It's part of going over there, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, think, um, I think he said it's, so I think it's 400 k's off the coast. It's about a two-hour chopper flight. And, you know, obviously safety is key and... Um, They run about 12 choppers every day. So it's, you know, it's something that happens all the time but they need to prepare them in the worst-case scenario. So, yeah, I'm grateful that he's had that opportunity to uh, learn how to free himself safely in the case that the shit hit the
1: fan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So to speak. (laughs) Preparation is key, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. So you said he's going back to doing night shift he 's not doing uh, three weeks of night shift is he
0: i don 't know to be I, I have i don't know i don 't know that detail, but um, yeah I know he 's doing night shift now, so whether it 's the whole the whole time i 'm not sure but to me it would make sense though to just do the three weeks but i, I don 't know i've never done i 've never done night shift myself so i don 't know
1: you do uh, you do get in a routine we 've spoken about this a fair bit off and on over the podcast, but the thing is, some people get better with time as the the longer you go in, your body clock's kicking in and you know, might as well be day shifters, to be honest. That's that's how I am, you know. But some people get worse because they don't sleep enough and the more they do, the less sleep and then you can imagine after a week of not sleeping, it's not it's not hurting. Yeah, has he done night shifts before?
0: No, never. he's never ever done night shifts, so it's totally new new area for him. Um, yeah, yeah. He said to me the other day, "Well, I've you know I've, I've slept at night time for thirty six years. It's a real challenge to sleep during the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I guess you just take it
0: for granted that um,
1: yeah. I mean, a lot of people do it. So that's right, and it's not just us busted ass miners. It's nurses and coppers. Yeah. And- you know like heaps of people do night shift yeah Security people yeah um you know people in bands <laughs> pretty yeah. much they just live the night shift except they're, they're having a bit more fun than us <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so what about yourself joe do you have a good support system around you at home have you got family and friends you know who have got your back
0: yeah, yeah. great question um, yeah, I've uh, I I definitely lean on my family a fair bit. I'd love to lean on them more and um go away for a week myself. <laughs> but no, look, I'm I'm pretty lucky. I've I've got a great family. Steve Steve's mum's close by as well. She's great with the kids. I speak to my my bestie Jen every day. Shout out to Jen. She checks in to make sure I haven't gone completely stir crazy. Yeah, so I'm lucky. I've got some lovely friends and um I think people appreciate, for one, um, you know, that I'm a mother of three and a lot of my friends are mums, so we all have that support system for each other. And uh, my good friends know that there's that extra challenge um, that I do do it on my own. I wouldn't say I'm a single mum, but most times I'm doing it singularly. <laughs> um, so shout out to everyone who is a single mum and, and does a good job at it too. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard gig. But
1: um, yeah, it's just what what I'm doing right now and um, making the most of it. So, big shout out to Jen as well and all your friends for having you back. We all need our besties, that's for sure. So, do you have any friends, uh, girlfriends, besties, whose partner works away as well?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, There's quite a, a close knit unit of people here on the sunny coast um just through facebook i suppose they've found each other um i've I've made some lovely friends through that group uh admittedly one of my besties on on in that group kel um, we knew each other prior through our teaching days but um yeah look there it's great to uh have friends in the situation who know and understand how, how difficult it can be and um yeah, so I do. I do have friends who have FIFO partners.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. And uh, it definitely helps to have people that understand, Yeah, you know, that, that get it. They know what it feels like um, when their partner goes away. And I, I interviewed, I don't know if you've heard of FIFO Families. Yeah, Nicole. Um, yeah, Nicole or uh, Nicole Ashby. I interviewed her on the podcast, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes, which can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers41. And um, we went into a big conversation about how she started FIFO Families a lot because a lot of people were only connecting online, which which is great to be able to connect online, but you also need to be able to actually, you know, meet up in yes. person and come and get my kids and take them. Yes. Or, or you stay here, I'm, I'm going out, you know, just just to have a bit more of a real-life network, not just online. Yeah, you know, for sure. She, one of her big things was that um, she saw in one of the Facebook groups where a lady had put on there that um her husband had flown off and, he, you know, she was going to cry for a week. And everyone was saying, oh, that's normal, you know, and Nicole was going, no, it's not normal. Don't make that your normal. No, you know, work around it. Find the strategies, you know. And I also had Kirsty O'Callaghan, who wrote "Separated by Work" on the podcast. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. Actually, she was on twice, and um, she was the same thing. Right, dad's gone. Now we all know kind of our roles and what happens now. It takes time to get used to that, but you know. And then what it's like when he comes back, and I know just digressing but I know my stepdad when um he comes back we know don't go anywhere near him after night shift for that first day he's just painless, <laughs> okay. he's fine but he's not hi Baz he's been on the podcast too. mad Baz <laughs> um you know when mum I think we spoke about this in the pre-chat there that mum used to move the toaster in the kettle when he went out because they could she didn't like where he wanted it, but when he was away, you know, so they, you know, yes, you get sad, you can be sad and upset that they're gone, but it's also a choice. It's a, you know, you're choosing to live this lifestyle for a reason. So you might as well try and make it work, you know, otherwise it's going to all go to shit and you're either going to, the marriage will end or you'll have miserable time, What all for money. You know, so if if you're doing it because of the money, I'm sure he's not just doing it because of the mates he's meeting upside down in helicopter. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Like plan ahead, plan ahead, and and if and that's what's great about um, your book is it's teaching the kids right from the start that whole philosophy. That uh, how did you call it? Are you are you okay? I'm okay when you're I'm okay when you're away. I'm okay, yeah. and you're away. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. a, that is such a fantastic mantra.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I I think it's important, um, mad Mumsy, because yeah, we've only got this one life, and if if this is how we're choosing to live it, whether it's for the time being, the long term, the short term, whatever, you just you have to do it well. You've got to look after yourself and um, kids, especially. They're resilient. Um, but they've, they've got to get on with what they're doing. Like the little girl Saskia in this story, um, she still does her dancing and her swimming and school and all that sort of stuff and occasionally she'll think, you know, I know Dad will be proud of me right now. Um, I am getting on with it. I'm doing what I love to do. Dad's still a part of it even though he's not here. Yeah, look, I, I certainly don't want to be crying in my wine every day you've got to set up structures yeah to keep to keep
1: yourself well and happy as does the person who is away that's yeah that's right and that's what a lot of my podcast is about is how the hell do we thrive and survive not just and this is what come up when i interviewed Kirsty i had a hashtag survive mining and she said well survive mining means just stay alive you know, you want it to be more than that. You want to, you want to make it work. And then when I interviewed my sister, the hard hat mentor, she said, "You know, a lot of people are going on about how hard it is living a FIFO lifestyle, but there's also a lot of people who do it and love it, yeah, and thrive and survive it. in the industry. So that's my new hashtag: thrive and survive. Survive. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and that's everyone. That's that's um, the. I was going to say the coal mine worker, <laughs> the the worker." the person who is going away um, as well as the person who's left home and the family the kids the mums the dads the aunties and uncles and
0: yeah because sure. it's
1: a choice so if we're choosing cho- if we're choosing to do it let's also choose to make it work
0: That's and if hard. it
1: doesn't work if it's not working we'll get out to do and get out oh and you can look back at your your uh, history making time when you were a mine worker or whatever you know
0: <laughs> that's it absolutely yeah if it doesn't work for you then get out because it's it's just not worth the anguish I suppose and the heartache um you've, you've got to have happiness and sometimes you have to work towards it and I guess that's the whole point of um, my work especially the activity cards staying connected is something you need to work at if you don't work on relationships then you lose them and that's whether yeah. someone's at home with you or absent uh, from you physically. You just have to work at it. I know I want uh, for my kid's father uh, to be an integral part of their life and so it's part of his mission as a dad to to do that. So he, he tries to stay connected with them as best he can and I'm obviously the one at home so I try and generate that keenness and motivation. Hey, what are we going to do? What's Dad up to, you know?
1: Keeping it positive, keeping it real and positive. Hmm. So, we might start wrapping it up, I think. Uh, another question that I like to ask my um, my guests on the happy hour episodes is what is your happy place? What does Joe do when life turns to shit? Oh, wow. That's a tricky other one. Than, <laughs> other than uh, drown in the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Look, I I absolutely love the Sunshine
0: Coast, blessed to be here and the minute my feet hit the sand and have that cool, fresh salt water ebbing at my toes, I think that's a fair place to feel happy. I love taking my kids, my family there. Um, There's no place like it. I also love being outside in the wide open spaces. I just, yeah... I I love being um, outside doing fun
1: stuff with my kids and my family. Oh, that sounds like an awesome, happy place. Mm. Would you like to share where our listeners can get a hold of your book and the activity cards? What's the best way for them to do that?
0: Sure. Uh, My website is www.mydadisafifodad.com or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, My Dad's a FIFO Dad
1: is the name of my page. Awesome. Too easy. And I will again leave links to that in the show notes. Thanks so much for
0: your time and for all the positive energy you bring to those people out there doing it and um, helping them to do it well. Good on you. And uh, hopefully we'll meet in person one
1: day. We'll have a drink together. <laughs> oh, we will. And I may have some news on that. Well, oh, good. Now post chat. Post chat. <laughs> <laughs> after we go and get another beer <laughs> well thanks so much joe for coming on the podcast it's time to say goodbye now we could chat all day and i have been known to all the links we discussed in this episode are at com forward slash beers 41 that's the number 41 and it's mad Mumsy with a z or a z depending where you're from i'd love you to please if you wouldn't mind head over to iTunes which is now called Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review on the biz with a minor podcast there it helps to get the word out and more and more people can um, have a listen to all the awesome guests like Joe that I am having on I've got big big plans this year so stay tuned thank you so much for listening until next week stay safe be real be special and have fun for we only live once Cheers.